Hey, this is a preview of a premium bonus episode of Champagne Sharks. If you enjoy the episode, subscribe at patreon.com forward slash champagne sharks for $5 a month to get access not only to the rest of this episode, but to all the premium bonus episodes of the past, the whole archive. So that's a great deal. And without further ado, here we go. Yo, 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 what's up? This is Champagne Sharks. We're on a tear lately. We are just recording and recording and recording. This is yet another episode. This is that heat. This is that drama for your mama. This is the smooth yet hard hitting highlight of your week. This is the kind of shit that will get your ears pregnant. This is what you were waiting for for a long time without even knowing you were waiting for it. This is just a sign that your life is going right because hopefully you are a Patreon or should I say a patron to the Patreon. This is everything that you wanted and didn't know that you wanted. This is giving you life. This is episode 90, 10 from 100. This is T. This is Ricky Rawls on Twitter. This is the host. This is Champagne Sharks. This episode is the heat. This is episode is the fire. This episode is accompanied by Mike. Say hello to the people, Mike. What's up, everybody? Hey, I'm in here with the hostess, with the mostess. Uh, and you just I called definitely... me a hostess, but that's fine. <laughs> I drew shade on you the last time, so I had that coming. I mean, you just all this superlatives, like, hey, it's that fire, it's that heat, you know. Hey, I'm just trying to get on your level. Ah, it's all good, uh, man. (laughs) Make sure everybody understands that we bring in the context to the content. Yes, we're about to get it pop. Big Mike at Black Exception one on Twitter. Speak on it. Speak on it. Yes, at Black Exception one on Twitter. I'm going to hire somebody to do a, a radio drop of context provider. And I think it's going to be fire. Like it's going to be the new, it's going to be the new hotness, man. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. You can tell. Okay. Can you tell? Can you tell? I love my it, enthusiasm? man. I love it, man. You know, All right, good. you know, I, people don't know that Ricky behind the scenes, man, he was, he was, he was, he was losing a little bit of steam. I was but, losing uh, he, a little bit of he's steam. He's back man. like he never left and he, and, and, and back and better than ever. Oh, for sure, man. Like, you know, I feel like I was a little worried, man, because yeah, I was too, T. I was like, T, look, oh shit, you know, you know, T. We need that energy. If if T don't have the energy, he don't bring the fire. We just kind of fizzle out. I know. Like, I was like, you know, what am I without like my anger? Like, if I <laughs> if I go to therapy and then I get like mad chill, like what's gonna happen? I'm gonna be you know, talking about kumbaya and let's hold hands and then all the patrons will like, you know, drop. But, you know, I, 
I'm in a, I'm in a chill I'm in a chill place, man. Because I read a couple of things that got me angry again, and I'm like, okay, yeah, <laughs> you know, I could still get a little angry. So, so that's good. And you know, a surprise guest, he just hopped in, uh, D Mills. What up, D? This nigga's lurking, man. What's, what's he doing? I don't know. Just fucking up hit, the flow. Yeah. What you doing, you D? Hit the, uh, you, uh, <laughs> unmute it, brother. No, it's unmuted, man. He's <laughs> he's just creeping, man. I, I guess you know, I guess D wants to creep, man. Testing one, two, testing, testing one, two. Okay, you there me? you go. Yes. Okay, cool. Holy shit. Is this the Blue Yeti? This is the Blue Yeti. Oh, it sounds fucking nice, man. All right. That's it what, sounds like I thought you were fire. Gonna, for a second there, I thought you was going to say, oh, man, it still sounds like shit. I'm like, oh, God, man. I should have fucked with you. You're right. I should have fucked with you. I missed an opportunity. No, it sounds good. Yo, um, for the people who don't know, like, uh, D got a new mic, so now D is rocking the Blue Yeti. Is it blue? Is it literally blue? I forget. No, it's actually black, you know, okay. which is, you know. Okay. You know what? It's on theme. It's all good. Yeah, exactly. So what's been going on, fellas? You missed my intro. Oh, man, you missed it. I, I, I missed? really, I, uh, I came in with the high energy, and then I got worried because you came in on that, like, perverted crank phone call stuff, and I was worried you were going <laughs> to throw off the energy but it worked out it was good it was good uh we didn't start talking about anything yet oh okay that's what's up no actually i was man i was i got my computer together i came in the room to set up and i couldn't find my damn charger so i'm about at 50 percent power but i got a good battery so i'm ready to go all right you know what we do better under pressure so that's good like that 50 percent battery is going to bring out the best in d Exactly. <laughs> that and this little cocktail I got sitting right here next to me. There we go. We, we don't we don't choke. We don't choke. We don't choke. What you sipping on, homie? A uh, little little yak, little yak and a little something, you know. Ah, okay. Yeah. Hey, you know what? I've been I've been I've been sampling with, I'm not a real, you know, I usually just drink like uh Bombay gin. That's my favorite. Straight or what do you add to it? Straight. God damn. A little ice. A little ice. Okay. Or, or, or from the bottle, you know. <laughs> I got to tell you, gin, gin is a man's liquor, man. I'm I'm impressed. You ain't lying. Not that I uh, expected any less of you, but yo, gin gin is a... You can't go wrong with gin. I, I like gin. I like scotch. I like bourbon. Yeah. You give me those three. Yeah. You can't go wrong. But I've been experimenting with this... Um, uh, this crown... This crown... This apple crown royal. Oh, yeah. Mixed with um, ginger ale. I usually don't mix drinks, but that that one's pretty good. You know what's good, but you can't have it like as the only ingredient or a one of two. But they have this honey bourbon, but it could be a little sweet. You have to like mix it with like mm. one or two other liquors and some mixers. Yeah. Like it's good in the mm. cocktail, but they have this like honey flavored uh, bourbon. If you just try to have it straight or if you just try to have it with like, say like soda, yeah. it's still it's too sweet. Sickly. Yeah, sickly sweet. But if you have it with like, one or two other um, liquors and then a mixer. It's 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 not it's not bad. I feel like this mic is picking up everything. They do. You sound really good, bro. You sound. Yeah, they do pick up everything. Yeah. I got you know I got one too. I got the blue one. Yeah, yeah. That's actually what uh, the recommendation was because you know we remembered the tremendous gain and. I don't think there's a difference with the color. No, 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 no. We were just talking about the brand. Oh. We wanted to make sure that the brand oh, okay. was on point. Duh, my fault. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's part. That's part. That was funny. That I, was funny. I don't think the color makes a difference. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh man. Oh. Well, as you can tell, I had I had my sips too, bro. You ain't the only one. Sip. Hey man, I had I had my. This is like drunk history. I think all of us have had something. I I had um my friend was throwing a cocktail night at this place called Basquiat's Bottle. Okay. And <laughs> and I went there and it was pretty cool. It was chill because it was in like bed but it was um a nice spot that was like all black there was like uh one white person there and one, there was one white woman there and one asian woman but it was actually an all black spot it was like um kind of like artistic black bar it was cool my friend was throwing this cocktail event so uh he was having all these cocktails that he was doing and he was hooking me up so i'm in i'm in a nice i'm in a nice space i'm i'm living the dream man but did you see the link that I just put into the show notes? I'm going to read it now. So you don't even have to read it. Let me just read it now. This is something that's incredible. This article is insane. This article is called why I stopped dating black American men when I decided I was ready for marriage by a Go ahead and pronounce it. Go ahead. Let me hear you. Okay. <laughs> Iloa Bigachuku. Electric Bugaluku. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very long Nigerian name, and yeah. this is a fucking insane article. So this is how the article goes, and I have to read it in its entirety. And feel free to interject and just jump in with your thoughts as they come in. Now, I haven't dated an American in more than six years. That says less about American men and more about my dating preferences than anything else. Now, full yeah. disclosure, I only date within my race. My nationality, however, is a whole different story, but this wasn't always the case. By the way, this is at madamnoir.com. Of course. A couple of years ago, after a string of failed relationships, I took some time to reevaluate my whole damn life. I knew what I wanted, or at least I knew what I was supposed to want. And I thought I was clear with my intentions when it came to dating. Yet, the vision I had for myself didn't seem to be coming together. No matter how different the guy appeared on the surface, the results were consistently too similar for it to be a matter of happenstance. Something about my dating habits and my dating goals weren't adding up. So I set out to remove any obvious obstacles from my mission. I mean, this is pretty suspenseful so far, guys. Like, I, I have to know what these obstacles are. This sounds like a hero's journey. This is Joseph Campbell in action. I don't know, but let's move on. Of course, I did all the self-reflective stuff. So she's on some eat, pray, love shit, you know? Oh, oh, oh my gosh. Yeah, she said it. Wait, <laughs> eat, pray, love. I didn't know she was going to say that when I said she's on eat, eat, pray, love shit. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. Oh, my God. I swear to God, people, when I said she's on eat, eat pray, love shit, I didn't right know that the next, next word was going to be. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. I love it. Okay, so let me back up. And I swear that I did not stage that. Of course, I did all the self-reflective stuff. Eight prayed loved which goes to show these people are just white people in blackface started seeing a therapist on a weekly basis which you know after my last episode i can't judge i mean i was the quintessential black woman on her journey to self-discovery i love the idea that the quintessential black woman is somebody who eats praise and loves and sees a therapist weekly you know like black like the average black woman is rolling in money like that that's the average black woman's journey to self-discovery but fine after a year of quote unquote doing the work as Miss Ayanla would say, my therapist and I agreed it wouldn't be a bad idea to get back in, into the dating scene. Now, now, here's what I'm thinking, right? If you need a year of therapy to get back into the dating scene, what were you working with? 
a year of weekly therapy is a long time just to get back into dating. Like, I'm kind of curious what she went to the therapist for beforehand. Yeah, I'm curious about that as well. Does it delve into a deeper into the article? Perhaps I don't know. Um, I don't know because honestly, this is I'm reading the article for the first time live. I just heard stories about this article. So yeah, weekly I'm, therapy sessions for over a year, man. That seems like it's a little something more deep seated than um, you know your typical dating woes. But continue, man. Let's hear what else she's. Yeah, no, I'm, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, therapy can go on for years. I just find it interesting that it's one year just to get back to dating. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you need a year of work just to date. So that's that's yeah. Interesting. Like, God damn, said, what's going on there? Sure, I had developed some great communication skills. Learned a lot about compromise and partnership, and even more about realistic partner expectations. And in being realistic about my partner expectations, I had to acknowledge that my dating pool need a ma- needed a major revamp. I had exclusively dated black men up to that point, finding commonality in the fact we were both black and both American-born. But my perception of marriage and relationships had undoubtedly been shaped by my West African father and my American baby boomer uncles. Which I don't know what that means. Are they American but of West African descent? Or are they... Oh, she doesn't really explain. I don't know. Like, is she saying that they're West African but born in America? When she says that her American baby boomer uncles... I'm thinking they're American born. Like, maybe... Because one of her parents is not, right? One of her parents is American and the other one's... Oh, okay. Uh, African. Oh, so then that makes some sense then. I think she stated... Oh, okay. Well, then that explains... Yeah, that makes sense then. She's kind of like a... So then they're American as in... Kind of like an Issa Rae. Yeah, half African as Issa Rae puts it. <laughs> I was expecting the men I was dating to mimic a culture and generation that they had no real relation to. And when they couldn't measure up to my unrealistic expectations, I blamed them for their shortcomings. Well, I mean, I have, I have boomer uncles... A lot of black men I know have, why wouldn't we have a relationship to that generation? But she does for some reason. Why, why, why would she exclude us from that? Like we don't have uncles and fathers. That was very weird, right? I was thinking the same thing. Like, why would she say that? Isn't that a weird thing? Like, it's like, I think they're just trying to find any excuse to differentiate like black men of today from either black men of other places or black men from the past. Like, I, I think she's come up with a conclusion and she's backwards rationalizing it. Nah. And it doesn't necessarily have to make sense. That's the only thing. Because there's a lot of inconsistencies in this article. Like, you know, this article is therapy in and of itself. Like, she's working through something. And I don't know why somebody paid her to write the article so that we can be a witness <laughs> to it. Because it's not a very interesting thought process. A lot of these people are very, you know what these people are? They're very simplistic and duplicitous yeah which seems to be like two opposite things but they're both they're so simple but because they're such liars and and so convoluted <laughs> they end up having really convoluted um rationales does that make sense what i'm saying like, <laughs> yeah I, I i agree totally with that that's a terrible combination being simplistic uh and i say that as somebody who in my life at various times and i can still be like uh, simplistic and duplicitous like but i realize it and i try to fight it you know what i mean like but these people just have no self-awareness like they just are comfortable well, what, what do you mean when you say duplicitous because duplicitous um seems like it carries a connotation that there's something um that they're doing that has a dual meaning and a, a more sinister meaning along yeah, with the I'm- seemingly innocent meaning as well so what, what okay i'll what give you me an example of a i'll give you example of, yeah i'll give you example of duplicitous like i think all of us have sometimes we're like we're being we're being like duplicitous like we're doing something where like 
we're doing something where the reason we're doing it on the surface is not really the reason we're doing it underneath the surface. I feel like people can lapse into that all the time, but when you have your self-knowledge, you self-correct. Like, you know, nobody I is. I got you. Yeah. It's very rare, but, but these people, they just have such lack of self-awareness that they're just simplistic and duplicitous all the time, 24 mm. seven. Like they can't get out of it because being that they have these degrees and these pedigrees, they refuse to think that they're not the ideal. Like we just said, she's the quintessential black woman on her journey to self-discovery as in the way that she chose is the quint like anything they do just by virtue of the fact they're choosing it makes it the ultimate black expression, <laughs> you know? Like, like to me, a black woman who goes to church, loves her kids and raises them all to do better than her with a, with a husband is more a quintessential black woman on a journey to self-discovery than her trying to live a white liberal life and cosplay talking about eat, praying and loving, like eat, praying, love is not for you. It's not made for you. That's not you. Right. Seeing right. a therapist on a weekly basis. You're not the quintessential black woman. You're the quintessential white woman in blackface trying to replicate the white woman the white liberal woman. So, so will we say that she's the the quintessential modern black woman? Because I feel like the woman that you described as, you know, uh, raising and bearing her children and going to church and everything, that seems to fit in line with more of like the traditional black woman. You know what I, I mean? I think it's a but traditional black woman, but I think it's still the majority. I think she mm. is, I think what she is, is the quintessential confused black woman. Oh yeah, definitely that. There, there's definitely a lot and, of that. And yeah. And I say that as a black man, I like, you know, struggles with confusion. Like, you know what I mm -hmm. mean? Like, I just have a, I think I have a very high level of self-awareness. You know what I mean? Of my confusion, or at least I try to, but. I think we all get confused after a while, but these people just have, it's a self-awareness that the lack of self-awareness, I think that makes them very hobbled with any type of ability to give insight on anything. You know, you know, one of the things that I always think is very important. Um, and sometimes I feel like it's lacking in, in black society in general is um, introspection, you know, just kind of yes. looking into yourself and, and, you know, going over things and figuring out, you know, where, what, where did I go wrong in this situation? What could I have done? But you know what I mean? Just just looking at yourself and how you yes. relate to situations versus how everybody um, is affecting you. You know what I mean? How do you affect others? How do you affect yourself? What decisions have you made to get you to the place where you are? And it seems like even in her writing, she seems like she tries to um, go through some sort of introspection, but then she actually comes to the conclusion that it's someone else's fault, i.e. American black men. So once again, you know, it's yeah. not her dating choices. It's not the type of American black man that she's dating. It's just, you know, it's, a broad yeah, it's generalization. It's not her relationship to herself. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. hey, interesting, interesting, too, is you made a good point about introspection, but I think a lot of people think they're introspective because yeah. there's a difference between, and this is something that makes a narcissist different than different people, right? Not saying that she's a clinical narcissist, but I think in general, we're in a more narcissistic society, especially with this kind of um, mm -hmm. social media culture and this whole, like all these articles and these Shea Butter sites that are just all about, as a so-and-so, yeah. this is what I think. Like, you know, yeah. your identity just makes you an authority. Mm, yes, okay. there's a difference between introspection mm -hmm. and self-absorption slash self-obsession. A lot of people think about themselves all day long. They're obsessed with themselves. They're absorbed, absorbed with themselves, but they have nothing insightful 
to say about themselves. Wow. But they think they're introspective. Like introspection is when you actually have something insightful. So it's like, I would say there's three levels to a good analysis. And I feel like a good analysis should be about something. It should be born from that something. And it should have something insightful to say about that something. And they stop short at the third. When it's just about something and born from that something, then it's just self-obsession, self-absorption. And a lot of people don't even realize that there's a difference and they think they're introspective and they're not. And that's the problem with articles like this. It's just self-obsessed, self-obsessed, self-absorbed and has zero insight, zero Mm. introspection. Yeah. But going on as women, no one sits us down to have the conversation about why just desiring marriage isn't enough. We had this idea that we're born marriage ready while men must go through some reformative period in their lives where they come to the realization that marriage ain't such a bad idea. In reality, we have just as much growing and evolving to do as our male counterparts do when it comes to relationships and large long-term commitment. Okay, and so far so good. Yeah, and a huge part. First of all, I think this is just a long-winded kind of cushion before Mm. she goes back to giving the gut punches because this has nothing to do with anything. Exactly. And a huge piece of that includes evaluating whether or not we're guilty of self-sabotage when it comes to our dating decisions. Ultimately, I learned that that I was. So this is just a long-winded way. I'm going to punch you in the face, but I'm going to take the long way around. And, you know, walk in a circle before I come back and punch you in the face. That, that, that's pretty much what she's doing. Like, I could just walk up to you and punch you in the face, but I'm going to just, you know, kind of walk around. I'm going to give you this whole little bullshit ass story about why it's more my fault than yours. Yeah. Then I'm going to punch you in the face. <laughs> then I'm going to punch you. You know what? I, you know what? I mean, I'm a fucked up individual, man. I, I'm from a broken home and shit. I'm about to whoop your ass, but I just want you to know where I'm coming from. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. It's not you, it's me. I was just getting ready to say that. I was just getting ready to say that. It's basically a long ass roundabout way to say it's not you, it's me. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's fucking it's fucking ridiculous. It's like, you know, it's 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 like some uh I think Antonio Moore was talking about this article and he was like, Don't hide and shout at the same time. And I think that's the perfect way to put this article. He was like, Don't hide behind the bushes and say, I'm coming to get you. Like, like, like this is what this article basically uh, is. Like, uh, this is my first time actually reading it for myself, but I see what he was talking about. It's mm. it's like, you know, people say, don't throw stones and hide your hand. This is like someone trying to do both at the same time. He's, they're trying, she's trying to throw stones while, while hiding her hands. And it's, uh, it's kind of ridiculous. But also she says, and this is so, this is so fucking magnanimous of her. Like she's, she's all heart. She says, <laughs> When they couldn't measure up to my unrealistic expectations, I blame them for their shortcomings. No, it's not their shortcomings. It's the fucking system. Like, like, like she's acting like she's forgiving them for their shortcomings. And it's like, <laughs> these people act like there's not How a system of, that? yeah, like, like there's not a system of white supremacy that's actually creating these shortcomings. Like, you know, that's the same as like, yeah, white right. supremacy. This whole article is just dripping with condescension. Oh, so condescending. Just be a bitch. Just, just, just be a... That's the one thing I hate. Just be an asshole. Be a bitch. Let me know what I'm working with. Don't fucking do this. Like, I, I just... Exactly. I man. just try to have an honest asshole this and a fake... This goes back to you guys talking... I think it was you and um, Aki talking about um, intellectualized bullshit or intellectual ratchetry or whatever ratchetry, it was called. Yeah. 
This is just another form of that. I think she's trying to intellectualize her bullshit. You know what I mean? So she's not going to say what you just suggested that she do and be honest. And this is say, what you know, this is what niggas ain't shit sounds like when you have right. an advanced degree. This is this is what, what it comes out. It becomes like a fucking three thousand word article. You know, she could you know she exactly. could just been from the hood and just said niggas ain't shit and that would have been or, like, or she could have just like me and D were talking about earlier just took her ass to you know with her Nigerian boyfriend and shut the hell up she didn't have to make an announcement that she was exiting yeah. the black American dating pool just get the but fuck but that's out. that's today's that's today's culture bro that's today it, people are just Th- that, people that, that don't is, just want to leave they want to let you know they're leaving and then this is like, look back that's like when people get in your mentions when you tweet something they don't like and unfollow like fuck yeah, yeah I don't yeah. care just unfollow you, me. Why are you? Yeah, what the fuck are you telling me for? Kind like, of bro, I, aggressive I'm, shit is like, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm gonna lose sleep over this one. Like, I, I didn't even know you were following me. <laughs> like, <laughs> who, 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 who are you? <laughs> hey, unfollowed. Like, thanks. Like, you know, like, like, like when people like say that to me. Oh, I'm since like, you were following me, damn. Let me get a do over. Yeah, when people say that to me, I, I'm like, hey, I'll, I'll help you. I just block them. I'm just like, yo, I'll, I'll help you out. Like. You know, right. you know it's funny. One time someone did that to me, and then like, a couple months later, they replied to something like "Great thread." I'm like, "Wait, did you fucking unfollow me?" And I just unblocked them, just out of the fucking audacity to <laughs> announce you unfollowing me. That come, then still be there. Like that's even worse. Like, <laughs> you fucking bastard. And and um, okay, so you know, one day my therapist forced me to make a list of the things I wanted in a husband. I let them know it's a black therapist. And as we reviewed my list, one thing became clear, and that was that I had no business dating black American men. The likelihood that we would waste each other's time was almost built into the equation. Like, this is so fucking racist. Can you imagine if a white person wrote this? Imagine, yeah. Let me let me read this paragraph. But imagine a white person writing it. Okay. One day, my okay, picture picture this is Susie, the white girl. All right. One day, right, uh, Mr. my therapist forced me to make a list of the things I wanted in a husband. And as we reviewed my list, one thing became clear, and that was that I had no business dating black American men. The likelihood that we would waste each other's time was built into the equation. Initially, I felt bad, almost like I was turning my back on them if I agreed with these findings. It's like, this is like so racist. And it's like, Mm, mm, mm. and this is like, you know, why a lot of times, and I say this to somebody of uh, immigrant descent, you know, and I'm like, there's no word, right? There's no, like, Black Americans don't have a word like Akata for, you know, for African people. Like, I don't think it exists. I mean, I remember like growing up, you hear things like African booty scratcher and stuff like that. But there's no actual like cultural word in the black community that was just made to to slander like black people. But Nigerians have like Akata. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like you would not really see this article in reverse. Like, I'm through with um, West African men. Like, I... Like, I don't know why these people feel the need to keep making articles like this shitting on uh, black American people. It's not like the black American people are just constantly shitting on them black back. If anything, they're always very welcoming. And well, and I've found and I don't I mean, just from my, you know, own interactions, uh, limited though they may be, uh, that uh, particularly Nigerians have this uh, sense of superiority that just very big superiority uh, complex that just oozes out like in every word they say to you. It's almost like man, even saying hello to one of the motherfuckers, you might get into a fight. And to a degree, the way they say hello back to you. <laughs> yeah, to a degree, and an objective standard, they might be superior, but 
they're superior because of how the system is structured and the obstacles that they didn't have that other people did have. Like, it's not like an inherent superiority, you know, like it's a superiority in results, not a superiority in like the hundreds of years of oppression and subjugation and domination as opposed to um, colonialism, which is not quite as bad. by the British. Yeah, which is not uh, which quite was the same. It was just truly different than the, you know, what it's America a, It's a doing. superiority in results when you remove parts from the whole. Yes. In other words, like, you take them out of Nigeria and you look at the overall condition of Nigeria and a lot of West African countries, you know. And they're and, fucked and up, yeah. It, it's it's yeah. a real messed up situation, right? But if you yeah, take, they're superior, you know, they're superior here because of the right. selection process. But, you exactly. know, there's Boko Haram yeah. and all this kind of fucked up shit happening there. Right. And it's one of the most corrupt ethnostates. Exactly. So, you know, like I said, it, 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 and, and unfortunately, you know, sometimes when we have these conversations, we have to remind our African brothers and sisters, our Nigerian brothers and sisters. of that There's a know, reason you came here. There's a reason you came here. You know, it's not like, yeah. uh, you know, but yeah. anyway, I, I don't want to. But, but no, it's a, very, it's a very valid point. Yeah. And and what's funny, too, is like these people are just like, look, um, I found a way to find a space in this system. I'm not going to analyze why I'm making it and these people exactly. aren't. I just want to game the system as long as I'm doing okay. Oh, they'll analyze all it, that. They'll, but they'll analyze it through like white eyes and those uh, white conservative eyes and just that we haven't pulled ourselves up by our bootstraps. Yeah, bootstraps. it's all about not, not, not yeah, honest cultural panels. inferiority and all that kind of thing. But it's a lot of very, very what, conservative talking points. To kind of piggyback on what uh, D said just a second ago, where he didn't mm -hmm. want to get into it too much, and I don't either, but he's like, we got to remember why they're here, but I would also like for them to remember why they are able to be here. And uh, mm. Yes. You know, oh, that's a great point. And uh, you're welcome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> even, exactly. Like, like uh, yeah. this is stuff that uh, black Americans fought for that allowed all these immigrants to be here and not just the black ones, you know, mm -hmm. a yeah. lot of the, the, that whole immigration act in 1965 was, <clears throat> you know, off the back of the civil rights uh, progress. And it's not even just the black immigrants that, that uh, benefit from it, but also it helps you a lot when you're here as far as the affirmative action. They're using up a lot of the affirmative action that was specifically allotted for harms that were done specifically to black people due to hundreds of years of subjugation. And you're coming from a country where you're actually doing well in your country. You have like, um, you know, money and pedigree and you come here and then hop onto these benefits allotted for people who had hundreds of years of subjugation. And it, it's, it's, you know, like, like that's, that's the thing. This woman, I'm highly doubtful that when she applied to college and anything, she was like, listen, not only am I tired of these black American niggas, I am tired of this black American affirmative action. You know, she was probably like, I'm checking that box the fuck off and I'm getting oh, everything yeah. like like I want to see her Applying really just write off scholarships and everything. Yeah. Write off everything black American for real. Like write off every single thing. Any type of benefit you're going to get that comes from white people not being able to tell the difference between immigrant blacks and black Americans, you correct them. You say, listen, don't give me that shit. Don't give me this edge. Don't give me this quota. Don't give me this. You know, I am African. I am not uh, black American because honestly, because obviously if the systemic causes 
aren't real, if they don't matter, if you're treating people like individuals, then really treat everyone like an individual because the the premise that there's systemic causes that hurt black Americans are what is behind those black American benefits that you have no problem piggybacking behind. So really live a life of individualism, really, right. really disavow the idea that there's systemic causes for why black Americans are doing worse. 